Welcome to the Too Much Dip Podcast. My name is Dave. I'm a host today, y'all. Okay. I'm feeling hosty. Uh, joining me in studio, as always, uh, a guy who's on a little bit of a denim quest. It's still in shivery. Thank you for acknowledging my denim era I am currently in. Uh, man, what a what a time. What a time to be alive. I freaking love college football. I love it. It's been a... This week was fantastic. Portal's about to open up. It's just an exciting time. You're that horny for college football? You're about to just bust it open? I'm just I I've all time age for college football, man. It's just a good a good time to be alive in the if you, if you're a sports watcher. You feel me? You feel me on that? Sorry, I'm having to uh I'm having to check text messages because I'm on baby watch. <sighs> that, that would trump uh anything we're doing here. Not sure it would. <laughs> Donald Trump, y'all, yeah, very cool. Hell yeah, no or not cool. Yeah, man. Hey, Brett's here in studio. Yeah, Dylan said uh, he was having an airing of Schneevances at his house, so I just figured I'd come by. Schneevances. I think that's high level. I think we got like Schneev. I know you're doing a Festivus play. Is Festivus right now, or is that later on? Uh, is that the thing about Festivus? Is it's for the rest of us, right? Right. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Nice boot ranch hat, bro. It was a good time. Shouts to our uh, backer, John, and backer, Blake. Good dudes, man. Great dudes. And backer, Neil. Not sure if he's a backer, backer actually, but he is a, de- he is a dentist. So well, Shout out to Neil. You <laughs> may or may not listen. <laughs> shout out to Neil the dentist. Cool, man. <laughs> who you play golf with. Great guy. You Great rock, guy. dude. Hey, here's a guy who rocks. Here's a guy who gets shout outs. It's KJ. You boys sitting down right now? Oh yeah. Just wanted to make sure I've got some uh, some real breaking news for you. Wow. There were a lot of sports played this past weekend, sure. and uh, the boys all aged up, mm-hmm. aged up. Christmas decorations galore, and I didn't care about anything but the sports. Four days of nothing but pure bliss. Happy right. to be here. You didn't decorate your uh, your bunker downstairs that you record out of. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I guess I could have. I've got a full box of uh, random ornaments and whatnot about five feet away, but I'll spare the people um, all of the rejected ornaments from years past of like my passive aggressive. I'll just buy some ornaments uh, that include pops of color and then look at a tree that's purely like monochrome, silver, gold, or white each and every year, mm-hmm. you know, excluding mm-hmm. like you know, the green. There you go. Dylan's been getting a lot of tree ratings on Twitter that people just refuse to turn the lights off. And I'm like, it's a rookie mistake, rookie move. Okay. If you take a picture of your Christmas tree during the daytime with natural light coming in, <laughs> you don't you deserve a 0.0. Also, wow. also the people who are DMing me asking for a tree rating, we're not doing that. The whole mm-hmm. thing is we're doing content. Wow. We can do a personal tree rating. If, if you know Why not? What? I'll give you a 1.0. Hey. Everybody out there listening, if Dylan's rejected you in the DMs, many people have been rejected by Dylan in the DMs, so don't feel that's so true. bad. But that's where it goes down. I will, I will, uh, myself or Brett, we will rate your tree because we we respect the listener. We we won't say, you know what? No, this is all for clout. Why don't you leave that to, to the professionals here, David? You rated one highly yesterday, and it was very sus. No, what, what do you mean? Uh, you asked, <laughs> there was one. The highest like, I've given is a seven point nine, which is high for you. It is high for me. It was a it was a lovely tree. That was my style of tree. That's exactly my style. You're like Portnoy. He he gives the 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 coal fired oven P 
pizzas oh. like uh, like much higher ratings because they're his style. Well, my style is the best style. I'm a tree guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, embrace the tree shit? bias. I love it. You got a problem with my shit? We got boys, Hawks, Seahawks on uh, Thursday. We're going to do a live stream, a DraftKings Sportsbook live stream. Thursday, 6.30 Central. Uh, guest TBD, but I might be able to get Dak. Like right before like right the game. Before the game. <laughs> He'll be in uniform? Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. That's Dak exciting. Dak Shepard? Uh, <laughs> new, well, new, not new father, but new going to be a father. Dak I Prescott. Totally just cucked my uh, 30 seconds ago sports party. Uh, oh. Bullet point. No, that's okay. He's going to be a girl dad. Do you think we're going to hear about that for the rest of the season? Didn't even know he had a a, a girl, a, a significant other. You'll be surprised to know that Dak is out there getting it. Well, right, but um, you could also argue that someone like Dak might be getting it from more than one source. Uh, why is that? Because he's. I'm sure he is, his DMs are just flooded with mm. – you know, he lives in Dallas. You're saying flooded QB1. with – go ahead, finish it. He lives in Dallas, QB1 of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, with, flooded with Coochie? I wasn't going to say Coochie. <laughs> I was going to say lovely, res- respectful, respectable young ladies. Um, well, no, this is uh, – I think he's been with this uh, young lady. What's her name? We looked her up <laughs> before least, the show. At least once. He's been oh, with her, okay. yeah, for a little bit. Good for Dak, I man. think I, they're a lovely couple. I'm, I'm very excited for them. I'm happy for the both of them. Here we go. That's my Dak impression. Still working on it. Maybe I'll bust it out on Thursday when he's uh, on the show. No, we'll find a guest. It's going to be a good guest. I'll tell you that. I don't. I don't have many connections. Could it be in Seattle, uh, like your charge nurse or uh, your overnight uh, labor and delivery and, and postpartum room uh, nurse who will no doubt be there every forty minutes at the most inconvenient time? So maybe you can join us on a live stream. She'll pop in to ask you something that doesn't matter right wow. as uh, Alyssa's getting some sleep. Man, yeah, you're right. And that's Alyssa and I just talked about that because I asked if she was going to bring her uh, laptop to watch a movie. And she was like, you know, I would, but last time they were in there all the time. And I, there's no way I'd be able to actually enjoy it. So hopefully I can make the stream. Hopefully this uh, this little guy holds off for a few so I can do the stream because it's, you know, it's, bo- it's them boys, man. Hey, Dak playing good ball right now. Pretty good ball. Pretty good ball. Balling out. Spinning it. Sure. <clears throat> That's YouTube.com slash too much dip. Subscribe to that. That's where we do this uh this here live live stream. It's gonna be fun. Um you wanna just uh where do you want to start? I'm gonna do uh coaching or you wanna do rivalry week. You notice Brett's here? You know Brett's got something to say. Well, I just wanted to hop on real quick. I won't be on uh, I won't take up all of your time, Dave, but thank you for having me on for for a little while just to discuss some some things of the football world that I wanted to get off my chest. Mostly that comes down to the college football playoff rankings, mm-hmm. which obviously haven't been released yet. But there's there's some popular sentiment uh, in the world right now that Old Miss is okay. behind Missouri and Penn State <laughs> in the rankings, and I just wanted to go ahead and set the record straight that that is bullshit. Man, Bull a, lot, a lot of people are worried shit. about the rankings, what, like the 10 to 13 range. Yeah, those teams right that you mentioned aren't in contention for the playoffs. Well, we're not talking playoff. We, we, we should talk playoff because the scenarios are truly uh, incredible. Let's talk, let's talk playoffs then. Let's talk playoff, bitch. It, it, could be, it could be very much a nothing burger, if you will, if everybody wins who's undefeated, and then it's just the top four undefeated teams. Uh, it, if if Bama wins, all of a sudden the the world is flipped upside down. 
Texas takes care of business. Bama takes care of business. Oregon wins. Then, the, then there's one loss teams that everybody, everybody's a one loss team outside of Michigan. Well, it could get real interesting real quick, is what I'm saying, David. I'm saying it's resume season, and I think resumes matter more than power rankings. Is what I want to go with. So Florida State, for example, doesn't have their quarterback anymore. Thank you for bringing that up. Do you think they should be held out of the college football playoff? That, no, absolutely not. And this is someone who who wants Florida State to drop so Texas can move up. Sure, and that would be the most unjust situation of all time. You can't penalize a team just because there's you know the quarterbacks out. If you go undefeated in the ACC, you, you deserve a shot. I totally agree with you. Totally you roll up. You. you roll up in there with my boy Tate Rotomaker. Right. I'm fine with that. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good point. Did you watch any Tate? I watched some Tate. Yeah. Uh, not great, but he, he, you know, they won. He's a gamer in a hostile environment out there in Gainesville. I saw a lot of people shitting on that win because Florida's been ass. They're, they are ass. It's still a Florida stinks, baby. Florida stinks, but you know who else stinks? Auburn. You know who barely beat Auburn? Alabama. Uh, Hugh Freeze should be should be arrested for the coaching at the end of the game. <laughs> fourth and thirty-one. Fourth and goal. Not just fourth down. Fourth and goal. So you only have ten yards to work with in the end zone, and you're spying the quarterback. What are you doing? He what? cannot run for a touchdown. Alan Dulles thirty-one yards. Here. Yeah, it was it was not a good situation. I'm just. I got a lot to. I, then uh, we can talk about the Bills, but I don't want to talk about the Bills. That Florida. Yeah, we're State, doing college football, right? Hey, that Florida State Florida game. Florida had a chance there at the end. They were up late in the fourth. Uh, three something left. Hey, what? No, go ahead. Sorry. Crucial uh, third and long situation. And uh, Dave's boy, Rotomaker, whatever the fuck his name is. T-Man. He's, he's doing a little scramble situation, and they, they, he was coming up way short of the first down. This is a third, a third down play, right? And not one, but two uh, Florida defensive backs just took this guy's head off as he's sliding. They, they comboed him. <laughs> <laughs> like they could have called two targeting penalties on one play. Uh, not a very disciplined team, it turns out. You mean the team that started five and two and lost their last five games under Billy Napier? Yeah, the uh, shocking, just unbelievable Here. play there. It was it was laugh hey, out loud funny. Too before we cover the entire weekend, can we let's get some words from KJ? <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know, an all-time sports cucking, but I appreciate it because I agree with everything uh, that's been shared to this point, with the ex- exception of starting off uh, the discussion about Ole Miss. I think the relevance could be, if this were next year, these are the arguments we'd be having. But oh, to, of course. Uh, I'm just, I know they're going to get passed over for, for Missouri in a New York Six Bowl, which is dumb because if it's the Cotton Bowl and it could be Ole Miss, Texas in Dallas – would be much better draw than any sort of Mizzou fan base that they could put up. I just they don't they have a common opponent that Ole Miss beat Mizzou lost to. They're two, ten and two otherwise, and they're saying that the loss to Georgia is better because they only lost by seventeen or whatever versus thirty five. Okay, they lost by nine to Georgia. You still lost. More, we're counting moral victories as as resume um, boosters. What are we talking about when they have a common opponent? Okay. Insane. Okay. Um, and Penn State can fuck right isn't off. Isn't that great, though? <laughs> <laughs> They're ten and two, and they beat LSU. <laughs> okay, so did Florida State. <laughs> right? I'm I'm not I'm saying they should be behind Florida State, but I'm just saying that resume season is like this power ranking eye test versus what you did on paper. I have to say, I have to take issue. Did I hear you right? Did you say Mizzou would not be able to get as many people? Correct. Mizzou wouldn't travel. 
I've absolutely – I went and watched Mizzou, Oklahoma State uh, in the Cotton Bowl at AT&T Stadium with my pops. And, dude, that was electric atmosphere. I feel like Mizzou's got uh-huh. a – Mizzou, Texas is a big draw. Aren't there a ton of Mizzou grads here? Famous journalism. Tom school. Herman Bowl. A lot of journalists. Okay. A lot of big J journals. I don't know if they travel well. I don't know much about Mizzou. I I don't know if you're comparing. I don't know if Ole Miss is going to travel better than than Mizzou. Oh, Davey. I feel like they're on the same level, at least in my head. Similar level, but I think Ole Miss draws. Okay. I, look, hey, I, I I would like to watch either of those games, but you know, Texas isn't. Hey, Texas isn't thinking Cotton Bowl. Nope they they need some help, but they they need some help. I think if Florida State loses to Louisville this weekend, uh, Texas is pretty much in. If they take care of business, knock on wood. If, if of course they have to win, they have to beat Oklahoma State, right? Um, Which they will. They they absolutely should. It, this is a, a really poor matchup on paper for Oklahoma State. I think. Are you are you happy? That like you'd much rather play Oklahoma State than Oklahoma is what I'm th- is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, I think playing Oklahoma would be better uh, re- for the resume. Plus, like, mm-hmm. there's like the the sting of like losing to your rival. Okay. Um, I think Texas, like I said, there's a better chance that Texas beats Oklahoma State. Yeah, you're less concerned also, about the win part of it. Also, here's an interesting thing: if Texas were to play Oklahoma State and beat them, and this is a cool little thing for Texas moving forward to the SEC, it would give them scoreboard on every single Big 12 opponent that they are no longer playing. Mm, like okay. Obviously, they've lost to Oklahoma, who's following them to the SEC. They're going to keep playing. So if Texas beats Oklahoma State, scoreboard on everybody, which is except for the new programs that just came in, they haven't played, Cincinnati, UCF, mm-hmm. those schools. What if those schools like then point to the last like 14 years of Texas? What do you mean? <laughs> they just haven't been very good. Okay. They had like one good year. Okay, Devin, uh, I see what you're doing. I'm that, just saying, they haven't been that good. Change, it doesn't change the scoreboard. It is scoreboard. You yeah. got it on AM too. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. TJ, you are the American Conference well, correspondent. What do you think about Tulane SMU this weekend? Sorry, t- well, Tulane. Before we get there at this track, we'll be talking Jaquindon before we mention Jim <laughs> oh. Harbaugh at all. I feel like that's a stray so. at me. That <laughs> was. Haven't brought him up. <laughs> I, I do want to. Uh, uh, not completely dismay, and, and I'll call myself maybe the Midwest consultant on this. That's the Big tw- Big Ten, like possibly game of the year occurred uh, between Michigan and Ohio State. And I, I will say that um, while I forgot to put it on before we started, I did wear. That's probably making a lot more noise on the mic than normal. Like that. <laughs> Was that your back? <laughs> no, my chair just like readjusted. Oh, that's good because the uh, item I'm trying to pull up is fully wedged underneath my seat. It doesn't matter at this point. I wore a puffer vest today, just as a pure shout-out to uh, Sharon Moore, offense coordinator of Michigan, uh, who got the job done. Like, I don't even care for Michigan at all. Don't even care for Sharon Moore at all. But seeing Ryan Day go from talking shit to Lou Holtz to uh, (laughs) having to fully eat his tongue and just be like have a Dave Aranda uh, afternoon in Damn, all of his comments on crush the room is. <laughs> uh, it was an electric day as an like completely unattached third party to watch Ohio State just have to sit there and be like, "Well, fuck, this was kind of just laid out here for us to succeed, and we got embarrassed." Granted, it was at Michigan, but still, that was that was a great game. Agreed. I watched it on my laptop for um, reasons I don't need to go into again. 
But um, <laughs> I have to say, it was fucking great. Great football game. Is Ryan Day, is his seat getting warm? Because he can't win that game. He, he, he's like 56 and 7. I know. But like <laughs> people are so unhappy with Ryan Day. His seven games are like Oregon randomly, Michigan three times, and two or three playoff losses. Somewhat, I, I, saw, I saw a picture earlier on the TL. It was uh, the sideline of Ohio State, I think from last year, probably two years ago, actually. And it was uh, CJ Stroud, Chris Olave. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and uh, and Jigba, I forgot his first Jackson name. Smith, Jackson, yeah. Smith, Jackson, Jackson and Jigba, Smith and Jigba, all just like what first round talents. It's mm-hmm. Nasty and mm-hmm. and Marvin Harrison has never beaten Michigan. Yeah, neither True. did CJ. Right? It's just it's just it's no. wild. It's I, wild he, the talent that they have. And, and look, mm-hmm. it's obviously a very good football team. They have one loss, but to not beat. To not beat your rival like that with that kind of talent kind of stinks. Can I jump back to the um, to Florida State real quick? I, for some reason, I was looking for something to put on the TV, and I put on McAfee. It was just Brett and I eating lunch, and uh, he had Herbie on, and they were talking about that. And I don't want to I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he was essentially uh, putting down the argument that you're putting the four best teams in, and Florida State rolling in there with a backup who's not very good or doesn't look good, it wouldn't be that big of a deal to leave him out. Paraphrasing, and maybe he went on Herb to clarify, Street. but I swear Herb Street was kind of putting that groundwork out there, which... Um, oh, is that Herb groundwork? Street was. Okay, I thought she McAfee was. No, 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 not McAfee. I'm sorry. Just Herb, Kirk Herb Street. Is he laying that out there as a as a play to get to say Ohio State? Because he, of course, went to Ohio State. To no, Ohio I, State don't, I don't think so, but maybe. You have to wonder that. I think that every year with him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with that argument, could you put a SEC, say say Georgia loses the SEC championship, Texas wins the Big 12 championship, um, and Ohio State with one loss is not even in a championship game, you could put all of them ahead of Florida State from a power ranking perspective just from like a starting quarterback being hurt situation. It's such a screwed up argument. I, I, totally, I completely I, disagree totally. with Herb Street there. It has to be, re- res- the regular, regular season has to matter, right? Like has to matter. Yeah, I would hate until that. next year. I would hate that. I would be sorry because, like, let's. Yeah, what if you've got? What if you're Texas and you lose Quinn, but you have Arch? You've got a what's Arch? Five star, four star, five, five star. Come on, Dave. Ah, you know, I can put it two passes. We got again, but no, um, no. Let's say you've got a five star. <laughs> so, like, as a committee, be like, man, they got a five star back there versus like if it's a team that doesn't have, you know, has a, a walk on. That's that's a really. I said annoying, day, annoying uh, piece of reasoning. Say your left tackle goes down in the conference championship. Like, is that does that preclude you from being in? You know, it's just it's yeah, it's, it's just it's a, a bad, so, terrible. It's a sorry, yeah, it's a sorry argument. I think. By the way, um, Florida State, I believe, a five and a half point favorite over Louisville, even with the yeah, uh, rhododendron. Louisville can absolutely beat them. Uh, yeah, they could. They they lost this week, right? Louisville did to Correct. Kentucky. The fight in March Stoops's, who had a hell of a Saturday. Yeah, yeah, they did. He did. Um, I mean, it's it's what makes this great. But like, all of the uh, played shitty teams and got away with it. I think that Dave hit on Georgia. Well, maybe I don't know if anybody brought up the fact that Georgia very well could have uh, been in a position to lose to Georgia Tech. That sounds very flimsy. But Hangins King played a competent game. Um, Longview, Texas's own, I want to say, former AM uh quarterback. 
Georgia Tech shouldn't have been anywhere close in that game. And Georgia had some separation late, but it didn't, they didn't look as strong. I think Lad McCockney was out, uh, which probably had something to do with it. Um, so it was, just, uh, so it was Bowers. And then Bowers, was Bowers back out? He played, he played a little, he played a little uh, bit then uh, left because they were just like, okay. all right. But yeah, no. Yeah, they, so they were in control of, but still like all of these teams going in, if we talk about a one loss Georgia, leaving their best wins of a blowout of Mississippi or Mississippi. I don't know. I said that old mess. I'm just reading the schedule. Happened, yeah. And then um, Missouri was the next one uh, on mm-hmm. my list. So whatever. Uh, and a nine point win at home versus Missouri. Nothing else of value on their schedule, well, aside okay. from it being the SEC. Let me ask you this, because this is going around in SEC circles right now. You consider a win against like Tennessee, who was 13 and now are unranked. Do you consider their ranking at the time of playing them or at the time of the end of the season? Like Tulane for Ole Miss has become a pretty good win because now they're 17th and, and have one loss in their schedule. Mm-hmm. So is it like, well, they were 10th when we played them and that's a pretty damn good win or do you do you consider their their season their in totality? The only contradiction or the contradiction I'll, I'll I'll offer here is if they played, let's say it's Florida State LSU. Mm-hmm. You know, granted that was the first game of the year, but they played at full strength essentially. That holds a lot more value than if LSU were to beat Florida State the week after Jordan Travis was out. And then that like impacts a team falling down in the rankings. Like you're almost talking about two different teams if they're seven and four at the end of the year, but you beat them when they were five and zero with their starters there. Like mm-hmm. those are the conversations I assume are had. It just drives me nuts because I think the rankings will go by ranking at the time and people move on and they say, oh well, they've got five wins over ten top ten teams or blah blah blah. And it's like okay, if those ranked teams all came in like the first seven weeks or. Whenever before the college football play, play uh, college football playoff rankings begin, first five or six weeks or whatever, all of those rankings are just influence over preseason bullshit. Right, and that's why so you even get just these, That's why the CFP waits till mm-hmm. Halloween to, to put something competent together. Can I say something? A lot of people really like this part of college football, having this argument, and they're like, "Oh, I, they don't want to expand it. They love this." I hate this conversation. I hate the, I hate the, the flimsy reasoning. I hate just the relying on a committee that uh, who the fuck's even on the <laughs> committee right now. Like I, I hate it, and I I am fully into an expanded playoff, and mm-hmm. it shocks me that there's people who like doing this. It's just gonna yeah, it's gonna agree. happen again I, next year, just with even flimsier shit, and then you get a group of five team who's an auto bid into the twelve, and it's gonna get really flimsy. Yeah, but the the bigger the field, the more worthy teams. Make get a, it. Total, get a shot. Totally agree. Totally. Yeah. Agree. If you want to you have in like legitimate teams and you give me one or two auto bids, like mm-hmm. that that 10 should wash out like what we're what we're really uh focused on. Yeah. Doing this to three lost teams next year and end up, you know, whenever. <laughs> it's like, okay, I mean, have fun doing that, but it's not gonna dominate the the narrative like it does mm-hmm. now. But um I guess Texas's only path. Is Florida State losing? Yeah, that would, yeah. That would be, I don't know if it would guarantee them a shot, but they were very likely to get in at that point if they take care and, of business against Oklahoma State. And uh, forgive me if we if we kick this around already, but Bama winning 
is kind of the uh, the chaos button, right? <clears throat> yeah, that's the chaos button for a lot of people because all of a sudden a one-loss Bama, do you put them in over a one-loss Oregon? Do you put them in over a one-loss Texas, even though Texas beat them at their place? Like, I don't – that's that's chaos. And then a one-loss Georgia who's won one game or lost one game in the last three years. But their strength of schedule is very poor. That's true. Bama's? Right. No, Georgia, no. Georgia's. Oh, Georgia's, yeah. They, uh, they played Ole Miss and Alabama Texas and, and Tennessee. I, look, just to be completely fair – so Texas beat Alabama at Alabama by 10. But if you are Alabama, considering how well they have been playing, and if you beat Georgia and you throw in a conference championship on top of that, I think they get in over Texas. And I think, really? I think it would be justified, and I hate to say that. Can I say one thing about Oregon? It would be Oregon? very close. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. One thing about Oregon, I saw this getting thrown around mainly by like my friends on Twitter who are Texas fans. Um, they were – Arguing, uh, you know, like Oregon, should Oregon win? Like who who gets in, Texas or Oregon, whatever. And they're pointing to the mutual, uh, you know, common opponent in tech. tech. Yeah. And <laughs> can I say that uh, this beating, I think beating Tech early in the season in Lubbock, even if it was by the narrowest of margins, is more impressive than beating Tech the version at home. Uh, basically, I'm saying the Oregon going on the road at the beginning of the season, beating Tech in Lubbock, is more impressive than the Texas one. How? Because winning Versus in which quarterback? It, I don't. Do they've had like seven? Texas won. Like Tech's, Tech's gone through like three quarterbacks. I, that's a, to my point earlier. Like those aren't the same teams. It's impressive. Texas won by Texas, fifty. You're right, but going for exactly. me going into Lubbock, undeniably no, impressive. But Texas like, looked great, but and it was good to see them build a lead and hold a lead, and it was never close. But I'm just saying, I, I I I can't discount going into Lubbock and getting a dub at night. That's all. That's and all. without wow. Jonathan Brooks, I guess I have to be fair to say, like, if we that focus is, too much on the quarterback, we're not offering like Texas deserves I mean, credit for being able to do that with a third string running back. At his backups played the entire fourth quarter in some of the third. Like it was, it was a, a blowout. It was a complete. It was. Mm-hmm. It, it, they should have played the second, but um, they were settling for a lot of field goals. But just saying, I'm not saying that that should be a. That should get them in over like the common opponent thing. I'm just saying it should even out because I th- I still think you can't discount uh, going into Lubbock and winning a game. That's all. Well, if if Gosh, Oregon does get in, it's Oklahoma because Oklahoma fucking dropping that game. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm just like looking at the schedule. Oklahoma really screwed this up. Oh yeah. If Oregon to- gets in, it's going to be because it's not because it won't be because the common opponent game. It will be because right. they have been winning dis- like decisively the last you know six seven weeks. They're a ten point favorite in the Pac-12 championship game. Wow. Against a team they have lost, lost to. to. That's crazy. Which is nuts. That's wild. They have been trucking wild. teams, and Washington's been skating, skating by sk- Utah all the way through. But I still, Washington State. I, I think like I think Texas and Alabama beat Oregon. I think Pac Pac ten winner gets in no matter what. Really? Yeah. Or Pac twelve. Undefeated, un, undefeated conference winner deserves. Sure. If Washington wins, no, uh, no one, doubt. But I think Oregon would too. Yeah. Over uh, Texas a one and win, Bama. Or one lost Alabama. conference title game, a t- conference title winner, which is essentially what we're talking about, like Texas, mm-hmm. Oregon, or why am I completely blanking on the third? Um, Alabama. Like, if those three are all there, you've got Michigan, assumedly in. Let's say Florida State's in, just for, I guess you could have four of these, geez. Sure. Uh, let's I mean, say Florida State's Michigan in, just loses, for ease. Can... If you're talking those three, like, with one loss, like, I think that situation has to favor Texas slightly just because you've beaten a common opponent and you've beaten one of those two other teams. Like 
I don't think that they would be quote unquote, the right power ranking team to put in, but I don't think anybody could have an argument with like Texas B Bama. Mm -hmm. Yeah. End of story. Like Georgia should not be number one after, at this point, Michigan beating Ohio state should be the strongest win of the season at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm hopping over to uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook, our good friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook. See what the line on that Big Ten championship game is. Have you looked? It's probably really ugly. Why don't oh, you geez. give me a guess? Uh, 14 and a half. It was 23 earlier and today. It's 22 and a half as of 22 and a half. <laughs> oh, actually, no. Uh, Brett's right. 23. By the way, that, that <laughs> Iowa-Nebraska game, the under hit. 23 points. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, Iowa – I pulled it for losses. our dip picks at like 25 and a half. And then it dropped and it got all these headlines about being the lowest over under ever. And I was like, shit, I kind of screwed us over picking this at 25 or whatever. Most and it hit. impressive <laughs> record for a team that can't score points I've ever seen. Insane. And fired Insane. their OC this season. <laughs> it's so perfect that Zach Johnson's an Iowa fan. Yeah. It's so, I mean, it's just, there okay. couldn't be a better. <clears throat> It's so good. Just no electricity whatsoever. Iowa got blown out 31 nothing by Penn, Penn State. State. And who's their other loss? Was 12 to, the second loss was 12-10 to 10, um, against Minnesota. And they, they oh, yeah. literally yeah, they, were robbed of that game. By the, by the fair catch punt, rule. Uh, yeah. Return, fair catch call. Yeah. So, Dude, you, know, you can consider them a one-loss team with no real wins, but still, like, mm -hmm. geez. Dan, this would be a lot more fun um, if you had an undefeated Iowa team that was winning games in this manner and was undefeated. Or even a one-loss One-loss, yeah. I mean, that would be that would be hilarious. And, like, you, yeah, Oklahoma could have really made this super interesting, too, if they just fucking beat Kansas. Mm. Like, mm -hmm. This whole, this whole thing could be so much more of a shit show, and the committee has to be thanking their lucky stars that it's not, even though it could very much be a shit show. Yeah. Um, um, real quick, I do want to at least comment on the American conference game that Brett asked about earlier before derailing us through that. Um, you're welcome. Dana Holgerson got fired at Houston. We'll talk about that briefly in a second. Willie Fritz, current Tulane coach, current Tulane coach, Willie Fritz, is one of the names being thrown around for that. Him and Jeff Trailer, which is like everyone's placeholder for potential mm -hmm. coach this year. He's looking like he might just stay at UTSA. I feel bad, but like SMU's quarterback broke his leg, lower leg specifically. Uh, we'll go to our lower leg injury expert here in a moment. Um, That's you. Mm -hmm. But... I'm like that, that kind of law, you know, knocked out a lot of confidence to win this game. I'm at the point where I'm just hoping that Willie Fritz is going to take another job. And that's where his mind is at so that they don't care to win this because Tulane's a good team. Michael Pratt, their quarterback is legit. Um, probably a mid to late round draft pick. They had a note in the, their game against whoever the hell they played this week. His family requested or purchased 300 tickets for friends and family to attend the game. Damn. That's so many friends. And they used all the tickets. And fans. Which, I don't know how that happens. This isn't BYU. Uh, okay. But it happened. That is impressive. He's talking about fucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Dylan, what's the turnaround time on a uh, lower leg, broken leg uh, injury? How long was I out? Uh, several months. No. Two months. Two months. Two months? Two to three. Well, for a while, I, I wouldn't trust it. 
even though it was probably healed. So mm-hmm. I, I would I would wear my brace probably longer than I needed to. We'll call it three. You were trying to get some sympathy. Sympathy, some sympathy what? what? Uh, Handshakes? Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> Sorry about your leg. <laughs> Is it? But all you got was just like bros at the gym. Be like, yeah. bro, what happened, dude? Mm-hmm. I well, I did that last year. Let me show you what I did. Yeah. A lot of unsolicited gym advice. Yeah. Oh, man. I could talk about this uh, shit all day. I know it's him? annoying, but yeah. I, I love breaking down the resume versus power ranking versus eye test versus whatever other bullshit <clears throat> metric you want to use for college football. But I, I won't. I'm going to leave it up. I'll, I'll give you guys the floor to talk coaching. Yeah, the coaching carousel is kind of what gets me. Almost as much as like recruiting. It's probably uh, something that Dave and I bond over come springtime. But uh, do we want to hit this or do we want to – to break and hit the coaching carousel because I at least want to run through. Let's jump right into coaching. Twitter shit show. Yeah, let's yeah. jump right into coaching while we got while we got Brett here. Um, because I was it Monday or Sunday night. When was that? Give me the time on uh Texas A&M's Saturday site. night. Saturday night. Okay. Um, we all thought we were gonna get uh, we were gonna get Stoops in there, Mark Stoops, and then it's smart. No, not big game. His uh, not Mike Stoops. Also not him. Yeah, con- confusingly. Plus, Mark. Mark. And uh, <laughs> very, you know, and what is very similar to the um, Tennessee hiring or trying to hire Shiano? Who was it? Not Shiano. Greg Shiano. Greg Shiano. Yeah, Greg Shiano. And you had the fan base revolt. This one was not led by a uh, right wing sports pundit. However, this was just pretty much uh, Twitter and Texags. And they're like, no, you can't do that. You don't want him. And there you go. He didn't go. It's it's Elko. It's Mike Elko. There was a apparently a handshake deal in place with Stoops. Like it was happening. Um, I think uh, Bjork, what's his first name? Ross, Ross. which is the uh, the AD for Texas A and M. I think the the Board of Regents they they had an agreement that they're going after Elko or someone else. I think it was Elko. And then Bjork just kind of went rogue, from mm-hmm. what I understand. It was like, well. Let's get Stoops and like offer him the job. He accepted, and then you know word got out, and the fan base just went ape shit. Wild. I, there's been talk of if it was floated out there by A and M, sort of probably by a Bjork disciple, to be like, hey, let's test the waters here. We'll show the chancellors and 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 donors that it's going to be a good thing. That backfired. Apparently, Stoops was telling people he's gone. Yeah. Like he's, hey, I'm I'm heading out. What and, does that look like? If it's a test balloon and like you're like, are they just screenshotting tweets and sending it to like the group chat or like there's is there a Slack oh, with the board? They, um, they follow every a million oh, yeah, of those people. They, yeah. They're on two four seven. They know, and, they know how the who's ball who's Texag's yeah. guy? Billy, Billy Lucci. Lucci. Billy Lucci. Yeah. They're like seeing what Luch says. He's a yeah, he's of, a mouthpiece for totally for, for them for sure. Like he, yeah. gets, he was he was all part of the the situation. He there. gets access for for you know it's a good trade. I mean, it, Mark Stoops had to had to tweet about the situation. He did, you know said, "I'm staying put." At what, mm-hmm. like twelve forty five? Twelve forty five in the morning. Or, yeah. yeah. So the, the thing was it was wild. It was hot for a minute there, and then obviously uh, was was reneged upon. And then they go Sunday. It sounds like Elko pretty much Sunday morning was telling Duke players like at fifty fifty, and then Sunday night rolls around. He didn't even tell the team. He zoomed them after he was like in College Station. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a sorry move. Like not quite mm-hmm. a Tuberville, but not quite a, not quite a Dan Landing. A Dan Landing for sure. Um, 
Tuberville famously just uh, left at dinner. He just threw up the deuce, got the fuck out of there. So you with guys, recruits, not with with recruits. You're right. You're right. You guys in the office earlier <laughs> said that you think Elko is a is a good hire, and I'm not saying he's not a good coach. I really don't know. I'm saying that his resume, like he he's been a head coach for two years, and mm -hmm. I know that he did well at Duke, but what a, it's like a 16 and nine record, I think, is what he has, something like that. Something uh, like that. I, I I mean, I guess if. It, here, my, my stance is if you're going to spend 70 plus million dollars to buy out a coach, I would think that you would you would want like a decided upgrade over that guy. And Elko might be a huge upgrade over Jimbo. I don't know, but I just don't think I don't think it's a slam dunk higher. From an upgrade standpoint, it sounds like they wanted that, too. And people were telling them no. Right. So like Lanning, for example, Dabo, Dabo. Uh, Dan Lanning. I mean, they wanted Ryan Day. Was there was there was smoked there for a while. Why would he? Okay. Because he's he's tired of not beating Michigan. That was the idea, right? So that was those were like the slam dunk A plus. If we will pay ten million dollars a year for him, kind of guys, and they got a bunch of no's. Maybe even Lane Tiffin was in that conversation. I don't know, but I think the only person you named right there that would absolutely be fit the bill of kind of what Dylan said is, is Dabo. Yeah, because I think he goes there and is hilarious as it would be. And as annoying and hateable, it would. I think it would work. He would have to totally change his stance on the money side of it, though. When they landed, very true. When they landed Jimbo Fisher, it was considered a pretty big deal. Like he was a huge get. Like that was a splash hire. National champion. Yeah. 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 Uh, who was the, who was um, the Arizona coach? Uh, Jed, Jed Fish? Fish. He was rumored to be in the mix for a little. Jed bit. Jed Fish and his quarterback, his freshman there, can play ball. They're yeah. the, they're arguably the hottest team in the country. But yeah, I, it sounds like. Trailer and um, Elko and, and Stoops were kind of that next tier after they got said no to by a couple A-plus yeah. options. And I, I still think Elko is going to be good. I, I, guess, yeah, I guess we will see. I just If I'm an A&M fan, I'm just kind of like, eh, okay, we'll mm -hmm. see what happens. KJ, did it move the needle? No. I, I know that it was a name that was floated for the longest, so I think people have come around on like accepting it. And given Duke credit, oh my gosh, look what he's done there. But this isn't Notre Dame or a Vanderbilt or SMU or, and I don't mean to add SMU in there for like special purposes, but a school that has like some significant academic like requirements in order to also compete on an athletic level. SMU did away with that a few years ago, by the way, but like Notre Dame, Vanderbilt, Stanford, they have those kind of restrictions. Like, this is the hire that one of those schools should have been making and been happy about because he was able to perform at Duke. I know that he's got ties to AM. I wonder if, like, to Dylan's point, like, yeah, you go out looking for a splash hire, but maybe this is also kind of the safe, maybe won't cost us as much on a buyout hire. Um, if you've got some people a little bit reticent to, like, or hesitant to, like, recommit at the $60 million buyout level or something stupid like that. If you were to go after a Dabo, you're probably standing in line for another hundred million dollars on the table. Um, yeah. With a buyout true, that, true. You know, that, that, that you're not going to love to hear. Um, especially if it's, you know, Saban retires in three years and it's like, Oh, Dabo's going to be the first name on that docket. Um, so yeah, I'm, I don't get it. But uh, then again, I'm not an AM fan. I think for content purposes, it bores me. It's about the only thing that I thought of it. Like, you know, bring back Francione if you want uh, Mike Elko.
if if they um, keep <laughs> you know they keep Petrino and Elko was there who when they were there they got a couple really good defenses and they, obviously if you're going to recruit that area it's as good of a defensive talent area as there is in the country so that's why if I'm a And M or if I'm a fan of a And M I'm I'm cautiously optimistic here if they let Petrino stay run the play like offense let them do their thing I think I hopefully uh, their D line coach Elijah Robinson stays. Because players like wanted him to be the coach. He's getting elevated to D.C. There you go. So, I mean, they, they have. The, um, Cadillac Williams treatment. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the, yeah. the interim that did really well. That's why Sharon Moore is getting uh, Indiana coaching search smoke, too. Um, but I, if I'm A&M, I'm cautiously optimistic. As, as an Ole Miss fan, I'm cautiously pessimistic. I'm like, oh, shoot. Elko going to put together a really good defense. Jeff Levy going to put together a really good offense at Mississippi State. And so it's going to be like, all right, well, now with Texas and Oklahoma and a reinvigorated A&M and a reinvigorated Mississippi State, it's a dogfight again. Not that it hasn't been, but here we go again. The Mississippi State coaching search went from Jeff Chatwell, current Liberty coach. Jamie? To real quickly being, or Jamie, I'm sorry, to being Levy almost without any hesitation. And I think they made a great hire. But I do love that the internet immediately is like, oh, Art Briles guy. <laughs> fair, very fair. But I think it's because of the whole like him on the sideline thing this earlier this year. If that hadn't happened, I don't think we're getting very mediocre Pepper Hamilton jokes out there on the internet. So after TCU gets rid of uh, Kendall Briles um, after one year of uh, <laughs> subpar OCing, does he go right to Mississippi State with his uh, brother in law? Yeah, his brother-in-law. Yeah, because Art Bryles is Jeff Levy's father-in-law, so that would yes, that would make sense. Just ask it. Yeah, I don't think anybody in Mississippi will care. So yes, if they're smart, <laughs> yes. No, um, they'll be doing small-town home renovation shows very soon on the Magnolia Network. Okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of, um, so Baylor, uh, we don't have to talk too much about Baylor. But they lost. I don't know. I was probably the only one following the Baylor West Virginia game, but Baylor looked uh, good on offense in the second half, looked like a different team. Uh, had a four star transfer uh, out of Mississippi State, Sawyer Robertson, uh, in there throwing some dimes. Uh, lost on uh, music. classic, uh, classic. Um, <laughs> what defense are you running there at the end of the game and gave up a, a wide open, <clears throat> busted coverage down the sideline? Lost, uh, you know, last 30 seconds. But anyway, uh, Aranda is staying put. Uh, rumor, rumor, if you talk to people, people uh, will say that they don't, he's got a pretty big buyout and they owe a lot of money on that new basketball arena that they're building right there and they don't want to pay it. So Aranda for another year, they're, he's about to be through. They're getting rid of Jeff Grimes. They're getting rid of somebody else. It's like gotten gone through six coordinators in four years, three or four years. Um, the Baylor folk aren't happy, but um, yeah, Aranda, uh, it's it's not a good thing. And they're going to try to they're classic Baylor. They're like, you know what? We got to start prior, prioritizing the uh, NIL stuff. Like, yeah, probably a good idea <laughs> now today. Probably a good idea. You're only uh, like three years late on mm-hmm. it. That's KJ. Um, that's a good a question for you. Dave and I were discussing this in the studio. As a defensive player, and you're say you're up three with a two minute drive coming in your face, 
to end the game. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, we Yeah. <laughs> why why are coaches so hesitant or or so pro not prevent defense necessarily, but pro like 12-yard cushions? All the time, just and the announcers like, well, they don't want to give up a, a touchdown. It's like, yeah, but you stopped running every play that worked for you for the last twenty-five minutes of gameplay. What is that call like in the huddle there, or it like when when you're huddling up with the defense before you go out and, and play that series where you're up three points? Um, you're dealing with two different things. So you'll deal with like, what is the coach calling? What are the players yelling at each other? And like, what? have they actually successfully trained and like prepared to do, uh, which sounds terrible, but I think like those three elements are kind of the difference between like shit teams, good teams and like well-coached teams um, because you'll practice your not prevent defense, but your two minute defense against your four minute offense, usually ones versus ones on Thursdays or whatever. And so you're putting a lot of those situations like clocks running down, blah, 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 like fire drill. The coaches will stop calling plays like just to simulate. You didn't hear shit. Like, and put it on the players to try to, you know, they'll tell one player the play, and they've got to echo it. So they get put in all those situations, but inevitably, if you're on the field, the thing that's always going through your mind is you're trying to make sure that me and the person next to me and on the other side of me, we're on the same page. Assuming we know the play, we're on the same page. And if there's any level of doubt and like, being able to do your own job or, like, know that they can do theirs, you're going to take a step back. And even if you know your play and where you should be and you look over and three people are taking steps back, like you're going to take a step back. Like, so I think that there's a combination of just bullets flying, like shit happens kind of thing. Like these are college kids, blah, blah, blah. But this is how the Auburn loss happened. This Mm -hmm. is how like you're so fixated with don't get beat deep. And then as a coach, you're like, a don't get beat deep, but the harder read to make is a quarterback who is seeing, okay, my guy has nobody beat because there's still this cushion they've got to eat up. A smarter quarterback will be like, okay, my guy doesn't have him beat, but that guy's still flat-footed. He's not going to be able to turn his hips and keep up with insert whatever top-tier wide receiver. Uh, so, like, you're trying to at least, like, nudge the odds in your favor, but at the end of the day, it's going to be, I'm a little bit doubtful either about my skill set or somebody else's skill set or not skills, but like ability to execute in this moment, play it safe. And that's when everybody's, you know, gets tight butthole. And and that's when you get prevent fucking brain freeze, basically. Mm -hmm. It's infuriating. Dave and I were talking, it's like 75% of the time it feels like a field goal is converted or or, NFL for sure. NFL, it's, it's almost a given like two minutes need a field goal to tire when it's like, well, fuck. And a lot of that's, kicker contingent because you have college kickers where I feel like you <laughs> you don't know, but NFL kickers, like, it's almost a given. Totally. Yeah, and you don't have, like, an equivalent on the offense, except for when we get to it, and, uh, you know, I know we've got some some things to talk about before we get to it, but the Eagles-Bills was a great example. I know. <sighs> I don't want to talk about it. But the Jason Kelsey meltdowns, an all-pro, absolute professional and he has like two offense offsides two penalties starts. at the most critical point in the game or false starts at the most critical point in the game at home where he's the one like in charge of the, the snap count. And it wasn't a, like him jumping. It was just him for a half beat losing his physical composure. It's like, that's about as close as you get or wide receiver running the wrong route type thing on offense. Um, 
the defense, like it's very clear because you're looking side to side and just guessing, even if you think you know. So, did you notice that uh, they the Eagles went to a, a silent count after the after that because at home, which is crazy, which makes all the sense in the world, but they had to because he couldn't he couldn't hear the snap count just right. Well, Delco County is you know known as kind of the think tank of the United States. So, uh, <laughs> Get loud on third down. Support their team. Um, real quick to wrap up the coaching carousel talk. Uh, Michigan State hired Oregon State's coach. Cool. Uh, we talked Mississippi State. Mentioned Houston. Syracuse, Indiana, Duke being the other jobs open right now does not wow me. But I do enjoy the rumors that place Jason Garrett <laughs> back on the radar of like Duke because he was the like finalist when Elko got the job. Smart guy. Please give me Garrett so I can talk Garrett on the on the uh, recruiting trail. I need Garrett uh, in the booth like last night, dude. I didn't think he was bad. I, I I know he's bad in the in studio, but I did not think he's he was that bad with Tariqo. It seemed a lot like Mark Jackson calling Golden State games early on after the transition. Like he seemed to know that he knew too much about Kellen Moore's habits and instincts and like what he was trying to execute. Yeah. But also trying to like not share so much or criticize too much, and it was it was intriguing. But I thought he did well. Um. Okay. Well. Cool. Brett, you want to get out of here? Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. We're gonna chop up you, college Brett. football wise for forever. We're not gonna lose anything with you leaving Streamyard, are we? Uh, nothing will happen on my end. Dylan's got Streamyard. Dylan's up. got Streamyard up. So. Okay. Kate, so, you just won't be able to see KJ's beautiful face. That's all right. That's all right. We, me and KJ, we're, we've got this thing. I know when he wants to talk. We'll I don't even need to see him. We're good. All right, Brett. Thank you. Thank you, guys. God, man. I'll tell you what. All my men out there, my men's tired of weakening or thinning hair, listen to me right now. I want you to look at me in the face or pretend you're looking at me in the face. I got something for you. You want to reach your full hair potential? Check out Nutrafol, the leading hair growth supplement. Helps improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free, patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. There's a guy right here. In the studio with me, he's been using it for a long time. I've been taking it routinely for quite a while now, and noticeable uh, thickening of the hair. Uh, also, it just it kind of just makes you feel overall better. It's got other benefits aside from the hair stuff, but that of course that's its main selling point, and it does a fantastic job. I love taking my Nutrafol. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. And it works in a clinic study, a clinical study, excuse me, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol Men's Hair Growth Supplements. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code BANG. Find out why over 4,000 health care professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men, and enter promo code BANG. Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code BANG. We got to talk about Dolly. 
Oh, baby. We got to talk a little Dolly before we talk the football. The reaction Dolly got from a social media world. My goodness. Um, do we know why... Do we know why she really was uncomfortable, like, standing? Was it just because she was old? Was she rocking some serious platforms, some heels? Because the way she kept grabbing the stage was very, very odd. She's 77 years old. True. <laughs> Might have something to do with it. Yeah, but you'd think, like... That's, a, that's the response I got when I asked the very same question in my household. She's 77, <laughs> but, like... Not exactly, uh agile at 77 well i know i'm not asking her to moonwalk i'm just <laughs> wondering if she's it was just awkward they should have had something easier for her to put her hand on like rest her elbow on or something she was yeah. turned around it was like that she got in there and there was something up with the floor i don't know overall um are we happy with dolly i mean when compared to what detroit rolled out um dolly is a national treasure <laughs> she can do no wrong love her uh okay Compare, well, um, she was she was good. I I don't know if we needed We Are the Champions. I just don't know if we needed We Will was, Rock You 12 times. Sure. KJ? That was very strange. That was like a uh, all of a sudden we were watching like a Miley Cyrus concert where like she'll pivot into the lowest hanging fruit available in the moment. Uh, yeah. I would also offer maybe it's current lower back problems, but you know. It's Dolly, so she gets away with it. Yeah, the girls are still I will high absolutely and tight. say. <laughs> are they not high and tight, David? Uh, are you talking about the. I'm talking about her breasts, yes. We're a grown men. We can, it's okay. They're high and tight. They're the best 77 year old honkers on the planet. Of course. Absolutely. Right? Mm. They're honkers, all right. Uh, okay, KJ. Yeah. Name the honkers. The best. Are they not yeah. honking? Wait, how old is Susan Sarandon? I don't know if she's, she's got the honkers. Best aren't buddy. married to a man recovering from uh, hammer attack wounds. How about that? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Dude, Susan Sarandon, oh. also 77. <laughs> uh, all right. We might. Oh, okay. Have you seen the. I just, Check me on the next uh, five minutes exactly uh, prompts. Honkers okay. um, <laughs> Did you see that? Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow's terrible. That was that was trash. What 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 was that? Why why did they have that fucking Nintendo game? What is that GameCube ass stage? Who Look, it was so bad. Hip hop live is, is hip hop live is is tough to do. I get that, but he he made no effort. It was really poor. Who is his buddy that came out with him for like the first few bars? I don't know. It it was incredibly weird. Oh. Teeter, he always does that. Hits way too many drinks early on. He's he's home after the first bar. Maybe two. Okay. Every time. Oh, we're gonna stay out every night all night long. Gone by gone by midnight. I honestly I honestly felt bad for, for Jack Harlow. I do the show for myself. I, I felt bad. KJ, it's it's officially weird <laughs> that I can't see you. Uh I thought I was gonna be able to power through it. I can see him. Is he is he smiling? He looks very handsome. Is he proud of himself? But I yeah. can't see Dylan. This is this, this is oh, like, that should is be weird. like a bet payoff because this is a weird uh, triangle we've got. The people at home don't see it, but I can see David, who cannot see me. I can see and both. David of you, can clearly but you can't see, see Dylan. Me. New Year's resolution: <laughs> figure out this video thing for when Randy's gone. 
when he when he's out here, it just just place just falls apart. It really does. I feel like which, no one man should have all that which power. Is, it speaks well for him. I guess it does. Job security. We're going on like six weeks straight of like a completely different problem every single time. It's true. it's never been the it's, same issue every single episode. <laughs> but whatever. Anyways, back to what we do. Yeah, um, um, we can performances actually, were meh. Meh. Yeah, Dolly, great, cool. You put on the cheerleader outfit. Fine. You got the honkers. Is what Dylan was saying. Anyway, um, Frank Reich fired. Huh? What? Not only, but uh, Luke McCown, quarterback coach, Deuce Staley, running back coach, all fired. There's hmm. six games left to play in the season. Like, you're not beating anybody to the recruiting trail. Like, what is happening? If they had gone with One CJ. One with Frank Reich, like, what? If they went with CJ, were they any better? Because that's a real shit fucking line. Um marginally yeah marginally cj stroud holy shit um i mean who is who else on that offense really uh adam thielen gets you excited adam thielen exists let's name one other person in 2017 (laughs) i mean they went out and they they did the thing they 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 low-key went rangers with it um weird comp but they they you know they signed some vets they got your corvette adam thielen very good wide receiver. He's had a great career. Not great. A good career. Very he's, good career. He's descending, though. I mean, he's well past his prime, I think. Mix it up with some young talent. But, um, yeah, I mean, we got to see them, if you're a Cowboy fan, last week, and it was is not pretty. You know, and that, it was real, really not pretty this week. It's a weird call to make, uh, considering you have a first rookie, number one overall pick quarterback. You know? Like, you would think that. Not that he needs more time. I mean, he does need more time to get him like fully situated into the league. But it's like quarterback probably needs a little bit of uh, stability around him right now. I don't know. It's weird to me. A lot of people are saying, is this where Saban jumps back into the league? He's had success with Bryce. Nah. <laughs> Interestingly, they are on pace. Saban's for, like 68. They're on pace, I believe, for the number one overall pick. which Not they good do, honkers. They do not own. It's fair. Maybe goes to Chicago. How many, dude, I mean, Chicago cleaned up, right? Did they get two firsts for that? I don't know. Not good. But uh, not looking great for Carolina at the moment. Mm. Tough. Uh, I was taking a quick gander at uh, the Texans coaching staff just to see. I'm like, okay, well, who's leading to success for C.J. Stroud? Uh, offensive coordinator, Bobby Slovic, Slovic probably, uh, came from San Francisco. So, again, the Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan coaching tree continues to dominate. But uh, on their staff, a couple names that stood out. Uh, Chris Kiffin, uh, brother of one Lane Kiffin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Didn't know he even existed. Linebackers coach. And then uh, Gerard Johnson, quarterbacks coach. Recall where he is from. A&M? Texas A&M. What? uh, Quarterback uh, who lost his job to whatever... uh, Wide receiver turn QB Titans Ryan coach. Tannehill. Him. Ryan oh, Tannehill, exactly. Oh my god. So yeah. I didn't know he was a I didn't uh, know he was coaching. Correct. Correct. Um, and this was um, out of the 2023 coach accelerator program. You gotta think starting your NFL coach uh, career with CJ Stroud having a record year is gonna bode well for him. Absolutely. Um elsewhere in the NFL, I mean, we talked a little bit about the Bills Eagles. Uh, I feel like that was the only like notable competitive game aside from the Texans Jags Texans Jags was Jags, fun 
split the series, got to win. Trevor Lawrence put up numbers. C.J. Stroud did his job. I loved the quote from Lawrence after of saying, uh, they're like, oh, are you excited that you've got C.J. Stroud in the division? Looks to uh, you know have a strong career ahead of him. He's like, no, I want the other teams in my division to be as terrible as or bad as possible. And I'm like, knowing he means it in a Dabo Swinney, like, hearty, har, har way, but he's right. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, no, that's the, that's the, that's a good answer. Um, that was a fun game. And I thought CJ did look good. Uh, uh, gotta say losing on a, uh, losing on a field goal doink, just, uh, uh, that poor, I felt, I felt for the kicker. It would have tied it. It would have tied it. Yes. But it, yeah, I mean, because you could kind of see they, you know, the ISO cam of the of Amandolo's the kicker, uh, his face. He's like, "Holy shit, I fucking, I did it. That's fucking right down the pipe." Nice no, <laughs> doink, just right back, rejected. Just tough scene. That was Trevor Lawrence as a as a fantasy football guy. I, I played a little fantasy in my uh, off time. Um, that was his best game of the season, right? Correct, correct. Numbers wise, um, at least. Yes, absolutely. Uh, other than that, fucking I'm glad Eagles, the man. nation is yeah. noticing Rasheed Rice is a great wide receiver. It's not on a rundown. We don't need to stop down on it. But yes, the there Eagles, sheesh. Yeah. Four sheesh. straight comeback wins, and they get the Niners next. What a gauntlet. They're clutch, man. It's frustrating. It's a Cowboys fan, but they're good. They're clutch. And uh, Hurts. In the rain. Hurts is good. Um, it's, it's weird because you watch them and like they struggle, but then you expect them like they're the bills, but good. I don't know how to describe it, but like they oh, have an identity already and they're successful. Well, the Eagles have had at least three or four games that they probably should have lost. Whereas the bills have at least three or four that they should have won. <laughs> um, last night included, I don't know what the fuck happened on that. Josh Allen mix up with, uh, wasn't Diggs, Gabe Davis. Yeah, Gabe Davis. I don't know who was at fault there, but <laughs> they called it a choice route. Like you can, you split off wherever the open field is. I think at the top of the route. Okay. And they they just had a mix up because that should have been a walk off. And I I was I was I haven't been that upset at a non cowboy game in a minute. But uh, if Philly beat San Francisco and they just they went three for three through the tough part of the toughest part of their schedule of anybody's schedule really. Uh, yeah. I mean, NFC's tough, man. This year, still think we can. Still Cowboys look still great Cowboys right now, beat them. and they're they're beating up teams that are not very good. Granted, but offense is absolutely cooking. Deron Bland will not stop scoring touchdowns. That's the coolest story out of Dallas. Five this year. pick sixes in one season. Yeah, set the record with how what how many four games to go? Three games to go? Four. Uh yeah. So. In three years, you get Trayvon Diggs breaking, you know, interception records and consecutive interception games with an interception records for the NFL, or you know, being in that conversation with what eleven that year, and then two years later, you get Deron Bland out of Fresno State, rookie, right, doing the same thing, second year, yeah, second year. So if Dan Quinn isn't the Panthers head coach or the Raiders head coach or any other NFL teams head coach in the next like eight to 12 weeks, like every other NFL team mm. needs to question what the hell they're doing. Promote and him. I know it's all dependent on if Mike McCarthy is keeping his job, but like Promote the him. guy should have been head coach ages ago. It's insane. If, if they're like a, an early playoff bounce, 
they're going to be the fifth seed. They're going to go to New Orleans or some shit, and they're going to win, and then they're going to have to go to San Francisco. And that's going to be enough to keep McCarthy. No. You don't think? I, I, I don't think. It, Elevate Dan Quinn, man. If it's San Fran again. If, it, if oh it's San Fran again, like, <laughs> am I, and I might, this this will come back to haunt me, but, like, I would much rather go into Philly than go into San Francisco. Yeah. I know that's. I, I don't hate that. That's pretty wild, saying you'd rather play uh, Jalen Hurts than Brock Purdy, but I just, San Francisco, it's San Francisco tough. has beat the shit out of a lot of good teams. Cowboys. Some grown Jags. Men Jags got their shit pushed in by them, right? <laughs> I was like, I don't think we can say that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a movie quote. He's safe. I agree. I, I I think I said it the other day. Um, I don't even know what in reference to. So I'm not throwing Dave in the bus here. But I was quickly stopped down to think that through. Um, I was reminded in the group text this weekend on the uh, Ezekiel Elliott claims comments. Mm proclamations of mine of double digit touchdowns. I just wanted to check in on that real quick. Uh, CJ Stroud has three. Mm-hmm. Zeke Elliott has two. Deron Bland uh, has five. Deron Bland has five. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that line of Twitter. Uh, whoever, like after that was like all, all the yeah. Derrick Henry, three touchdowns or whatever it was. More touchdowns than all these guys. And it was a list of like Tony Pollard, very good offensive players in the NFL. Yeah. That's, that's pretty hilarious. Um, yeah, Tony Pollard's got four. Uh, surprisingly, geez. the astronaut Josh Dobbs in one less game has uh, six touchdowns. Lamar Jackson, five rushing touchdowns. I gotta be. I gotta keep it real with you, Playboy. We're not doing astronaut. Astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. You can't just sneak that in. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> mm-hmm. The pastronaut. Try to cover it up with some stats. What is his actual? Uh, what's his connection to? <laughs> this is a generic science He's an aerospace engineer. Okay, I knew he was a very very as, smart lad. As someone who's the son-in-law of an aerospace engineer, married to someone who works in aerospace, uh, that also could just mean airplanes. It doesn't necessarily mean the space part. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, I, I I assume his. Uh, leans more in that direction but there's some broad confusion uh on on that term and i think everyone automatically thinks oh rocket scientists like Uh, not not so much no i think you're confusing them with jamarcus russell (laughs) that's gotta be it leans on okay there you go remember his remember he got pulled over and he had a bunch of fucking cough syrup on him He did, right? He had a cough. Leave him alone. No, no he had a, he, there is an intent there to he distribute. Trying to kill a cough. Oh, man. God, he was a fun-ass player. Uh, was he? I mean, In college, he was sick. He could throw the football really That's far, all I care really about. Hard. I don't care about accuracy. I don't care about decision-making. All I want you is to be able to fucking launch missiles. Didn't he show up to camp at like 320 <laughs> or something? Something very a, out of shape, yeah. Large lad. Hold on. Oh. Big old boy, look like a In left Oakland. tackle. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta figure out the numbers on this lean bust. Yeah, <laughs> possession of codeine syrup. He was, he was bringing lean to his boys who had, had coughs. On three has an article. Jamarcus Russell discusses true story behind his true. purple drink failed drug test at LSU. Okay, I don't. That's 
Mm. Purple drink, purple drinking in quotes. That's great. Uh, is that what the what it said officially on the report? Thank yeah. Purple, he got too much purple drink <laughs> in his system. <laughs> We've all been there. Who's amongst us? Exactly. exactly. Oh man! And they're trying to take Sudafed off the shelves. What's going on? <laughs> uh, real quick, dumb note, and we can call this sports party note too. But uh, favorites of covering twelve, fifteen games this week with uh, Vikings having a chance to break that. Only reason I brought that up is because I left this weekend, started this uh, episode, like elated at the level of football we've had. And a lot of that is probably like skewed because of all the college football. You had favorites winning left and right in the NFL. And you know, I still came out of being like, holy shit. So still a fun weekend um, without college football propping that up. Might not feel that way. Uh, and the Giants are idiots. Naming Daniel uh, Jones, the starter for, 2424. Yeah. Let's go. Once he's healthy. Like complete unnecessary. He's comments. got that contract though, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I of, assume that's what's leading it, but there's yeah. no reason like that dude got say paid. this for he 10 stinks. months from now. Straight up got the bag. He stinks, baby. Straight up got the bag. Um, okay. Well, uh we don't have to we don't have to hop into sports wanna, party. We just kind of party. Oh, well, there is one thing worth I, 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 I want y'all's live reaction. I have to talk about the Texas tech game that I went to. Oh yeah, sorry. We it's okay. We had to talk Ole Miss. I had a note up top, and, I moved and then it I down. do want y'all. To, I want y'all to click that Twitter link as well. So let's do those two things. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll skip the first two. Let me talk. Uh, let me talk Texas game if you don't mind. I went to the Texas game on Friday night. Took my son and my partner Parks. Went with my dad and my brother-in-law, and uh, it was one of the most electric game day atmospheres I've been to at that stadium. It was unbelievable it seemed lit watching at home it was extremely lit uh so much fun parks had an absolute blast and a 57 to 7 beat down of a of a loudmouth coach that is extremely satisfying um all that shit about you know everything runs through lubbock and all, all the shit talking and then brett yormark the you know big 12 commissioner made the comments about, you know, hoping he's going to be in Austin. He wanted to see Texas Tech send us – or I can't say us – send Texas out with the loss, all that shit. You know, they, play, they played that video at the end of the game. They I saw played that. They played his, his, Great his comments. It was unbelievable. A little petty, but every now and then, pettiness is acceptable in my opinion. Just so much was fun. It a, was it a civil scene? As uh, Texas Tech fans have been known to create, you know, yeah. less than civil. Uh, I imagine that level of ass whipping that was occurring like kept it more civil. Like, had it been a closer, yeah, I mean, situation, I, like maybe things were more combative. But I can only speak to what was going on in my section. And yeah, there were we were yeah. Tech look, Tech fans showed up. Uh, and, and, you know, they're doing the horns down thing, and they're they're pretty loud. Um, but not, not that no one was popping off or anything. It was it was pretty much yeah. respectful. By the way, Landry was in my section. He was sitting just a few rows up from me. I saw him. Uh, sorry to call you out, Landry. You had an early departure. That's okay. Ooh. It was ugly. He, he yeah, left. Man, he yeah, left like two minutes. Family. Like two minutes before Arch Arch took his first snaps. By the way, oh man, he, but he said he missed those. When Arch entered the game, it was it was extra electric in that stadium. I mean, people were just horned up to see him play. And I'm glad. You know, I was, I'm glad I got to be there with Parks to to see him play his first snaps. It's a big deal, man. Uh, have a Manning. Oh. You know under center for your team. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, he, he played very. He played a quarter. He threw five passes, went two for five. Had a couple, QBR? Had a couple uh, nice scrambles. I don't know. Mm. 
But uh, certainly I, appears to be the most um, athletic uh, of the Mannings. Yeah, pretty wild, actually. Maybe uh, all Arch Archie. His, his uncles uh, famously very immobile as quarterbacks. <laughs> but uh, it was a lot of fun, man. So you were there with your dad. Parks was there with his dad. Parks is your son and your partner. You are conceivably your dad's son and partner. Wow. Does that mean Parks is also partners with your dad? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I just can't, I have to know. We're all just sort of on the same team, I think. Yeah. yeah. You guys all own a third in the yeah. in the Shivery partnership. I just that look, it's a valid question. People were probably wondering. Um I didn't know that Tech fans threw tortillas uh, at away games, but plenty of them brought tortillas. No. Yeah. That's silly. Not, oh, not a ton, you got to keep that at home. That's a keep home thing. Home I things. saw unless you uh, unless you pull off the upset, like in my that's the only thing in my vicinity. I, I saw probably thirty to forty fly uh, right at, right at kickoff, which was fun. Imagine wasting food. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that. Yeah, personally, especially around Thanksgiving, families are out there starving. Uh, <laughs> real quick on something <laughs> I'm you, absolutely familiar and aware of, and definitely know all of the context and details of. It's possible that the lad football bruv mentioned this on circling back. Then go there for the content because the goal by Alejandro G, my buddy AG, uh, was absolutely beautiful. That's, Unbelievable. That's one of the sickest kicks. goals I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, you don't have to be a soccer guy to appreciate how sick this goal is. It's unreal. He hit him with that bicicleta. And he did he did it from the <laughs> the ball was screaming across the field Uh-oh. when you, when he did it too. I had to, the timing on that I imagine is next to impossible. He did go oppo. That was sick, man. 19 years old. Insane. Like, no shit. That's, Come on. You know, wow. you pull that shit in FIFA. Like, that's the only button you're hammering trying to pull off bicycle kicks. So, like, it was pretty awesome to see. So, that's, glad that you covered it. Check out Circling Back. I hear they do good content. No, we uh, Will actually made us watch it before Circling Back. We didn't even talk about it on the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you have it. It's, it is sick. It is worth watching. I have not seen that angle, though. That is nasty. Um, all right, well, let's uh, let's run it back real quick. Let's run it back. The segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Dylan is on his denim quest. KJ got sports cucked. KJ wore a puffer jacket today. Listen, the Best. boys were talking ball today. Zach Johnson, Iowa fan, of course. KJ brought up to Quentin Jackson before Dave could. Dave called them honkers. <laughs> Unnecessary Rashid Rice referenced by KJ. And finally, AG hit him with that Bicicleta kick. Did he not? <laughs> he did. He did. Of course, Bicicleta is Spanish for bicycle. And that concludes Run It Back. Uh, we will see you, at least two of the three of us will see you on Thursday evening on YouTube yeah. at 630 Central. I th- we don't know. It could Maybe be. It might not be here. The actual date is not till next week, but you know, you never know never with these know. things. You never know. Could Nature finds a way. Early. Nature does find a way. Might want to be a November baby. Mm. Ooh, I haven't even thought about that. Whoa. Never know, man. I'm team December over team yeah. November. They're well, both better go months. check the signs, see if that changes too. Ooh, good point. Adult months, too. Oh, we're gonna have, I I'm really have to wish have a... I was one of those guys who knew, like, or one of those people who knew offhand, like, oh, man, this means you're going to be a Pisces Accord. I don't know. I don't know. A Pisces Accord. I don't know, man. This means you're going to be a mythical creature. That's good, KJ. I like that. It's too too late to update the to run it back, but otherwise I would. (laughs) All right, just bonus tent for people. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you. See you Thursday. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know.
I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.